Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Time action here on VSIN and MSG Plus. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson here with you tonight. Josh Towers will be with us in five minutes. Uh, let, let's continue the discussion. We uh, were Taking having a look at segments. Some, yeah. yeah, some MLB awards here. And we were just talking about the NL Cy Young and how big of a favorite Jacob deGrom is there, minus 1,400. But he's also included in the NL MVP discussion as well. So Fernando Tatis Jr., minus 160 here, the favorite. And Jacob deGrom's behind him at plus 130. Trey Turner at 20 to 1. Max Muncy also on there at 35 to 1. I know that at one point, uh, Gil Alexander was saying that he thought that deGrom deserved both of these awards based on what he's done so far. Again, the this IL stint really, yes. really is throwing a wrench, in a wrench into everything yeah. here. Here's the problem now. Tatis, to me, is going to win this award, but I'm not interested in laying a dollar sixty, mm-hmm. just because there are a lot of there are a lot of factors that could play in down the stretch here. What happens if? The Dodgers go on a massive tear because Max Muncy goes off the last two months of the season. They end up winning the NL West going away from the Giants. Max Muncy at 35 to 1, maybe worth a shot. It's a shame the Nationals stink because Juan Soto is on is just nuclear right now. Mm-hmm. At 40 to 1, maybe worth a shot, but team's gonna finish in fourth place. He's not gonna get there. So no bets for me now, just because Tatis to me is going to win the award. 
but that price is just a little steep for me at minus 160, Adam. This, to me, of the baseball awards is the unbettable market. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been the captain of the Jacob deGrom for MVP squad for months now. Uh, I was yelling about this on this network when it was 10 to 1. Plus 130 is obviously much more reasonable. And the absence now of Ronald Acuna Jr. clears this whole thing up quite a bit. That being said, uh, if DeGrom comes back and leads them to the playoffs, then sure. Then plus 130 uh, feels like just fine on him. Tatis has the lead for a reason here. But Jeff just mentioned way too much variance down the board. No great prices at the top. I'll pass on this one. Can I ask you about these two MVP awards too? The the two front runners, right? So Tatis Jr. and Shohei Otani, also some of the splashiest, the most attention-getting players in the MLB right now. So how big of a factor is that as well? Because again, humans voting on this. I, I think when the two guys, at least uh, let, let's start with Otani. Mm-hmm. When you're so, so clearly the best player in your league, and likable, and, and likable, <laughs> and oh, and and by the way, again, we I mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago. It felt like for a stretch there that Shohei Otani legitimately was doing something that Babe Ruth and a few dudes from the 1800s were doing. And he was and, doing it better. And he was doing exactly. He was <laughs> doing it better than those dudes. So for Otani, it just when you're so clearly better than everyone else in a season, it's easy. Look, I'm good with the flashiness of, from, from Tatis. Yeah. I enjoy it. I think it's it makes great. the game fun. Uh, and, and look uh, for a, a Padre team. And keep in mind too. If the Padres somehow come back, get the number one wild card, or even hop both the Giants and the Dodgers, I don't think they hop the Dodgers. I think, if anything, the Giants come back to the pack and the Padres hop the Giants. Uh, but look, in the end, when we're talking about two players that have been, for the most part, pretty clearly the best players in, in the league, even the older voters who may not like some of the flashiness can't deny what the seasons for both players have been. Think about uh, you talk about the Shohei Otani and the splash factor with him. Uh, what he has is a hook, mm-hmm. and the yeah. hook is that he could win this award based on the hitting alone right. this mm-hmm. year. And then you throw the pitching in; it's obvious. I mean, that's why the numbers out double what it is on Tatis uh, at this point. Again, there's there's really no way for Shohei Otani to lose this. Even let's say that the Angels decided this season is over; we're not going to pitch him the rest of the year. Even what he's already done on the mound is enough of an X factor on top of his hitting that he's going to win the award. Yeah, I think the MLB wants these two guys to be their MVPs. No question. I mean, they've made Tatis the face of the game in so many ways here over the last few months, and Shohei Otani is next on that list. Well, and two, uh, just with the NL, one of the other young studs, of course, who was right in the race was Ronald Acuna Jr. And, of yes. course, his injury knocked him out for the season. That Really, if Acuna was able to stay healthy, that would be the guy to really look at. But yeah, unfortunately, we have a race. Yeah, yeah, but look, Tatis, I think, is proper, properly priced at minus 160 right now to win the NL MVP at DraftKings. It is primetime action. Here on VSIN and MSG Plus, I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson here with you tonight. And now with us, it is uh, one, of, one of our comrades here at the network, former MLB pitcher Josh Towers. You see him on VSIN Bet Center over the weekend. Ben Wilson hosts the show with him from 6 to 9 Eastern Time on Saturday and Sunday. Josh, uh, good to have you on with us. I just want to start with this. Because uh, in the shows that you and I have hosted together, we always end up on Jacob DeGrom, even if he's not pitching. Right now, he's a minus 1,400 favorite to win the Cy Young at DraftKings. 
If DeGrom were to not throw another pitch again this season, has he still done enough to win that award? Jay, there's no, there's no chance he wins the award. I'm telling you, even oh. if he misses 10 starts, he can't win the award. I don't understand how it would be possible to give it to Jacob if 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 he's missing two months, let's say, hypothetically, of the season. But, uh, no, I mean, again, that, that award is a beautiful award. There's great stats, and Jacob's an amazing pitcher. But when you miss so much time and the rest of these guys play a full season, have 34 starts, let's say 30-plus starts, uh, I don't see how you can reward somebody who didn't play a full season and didn't go through all the highs and lows. So I, I think those numbers are, are crazy skewed. I'm actually really shocked to even hear that they're even still minus for him. Josh, then who? Who would be the guy? Because behind him right now, Kevin Gosman of, of the Giants, 15-1, to 1, Brandon Woodruff, 17-1, to 1, Wheeler and Burns at 22-1, to 1, Walker Bueller at 25-1 to 1 right now in those uh, Cy Young odds, Josh. Um, did you, did you say Freddie Peralta? I did not say Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta's 55 to one right now, Josh. You might, hey, you might want to throw a couple bucks on Freddie. I mean, I mean, listen, like as of right now, Jacob's got 15 stars. So he's clearly in the mix at this point. Uh, his numbers are fantastic, but he's at 92 winnings. A lot of these guys are at 122 winnings, let's say for Gosman. So if Jacob continues to miss time, like there's just too much of a, of a lapse that he won't make up. I mean, so at this point, Gosman has had a fantastic year. Obviously, Corbin Burns and Woodruff. I think Woodruff would have the edge over, over Burns. But Freddie Peralta, in my opinion, has the edge probably over both of them. I mean, listen, this dude has 102 innings pitched, and he's given up 45 hits. That's half, half as much as everybody else. I think that the, the, the Cy Young Award winner, if it's not Jacob DeGrom coming back and pitching enough time, I think currently at the moment it's Freddie Peralta. Josh, on the other side in the American League, uh, Garrett Cole has lived up to his usual standard, but of course the Yankees are barely hanging on to the fringes of the wild card race right now. If the Yankees don't end up making the playoffs, should we be looking at uh, one of the White Sox horses? Well, what, what they say about MVP, it's not the uh, it's not the best stats. It's the most valuable player. And, and, and Cy Young, we don't we can't really say that, right? We didn't really clarify on what it is. Um, his strikeouts are so much higher than everybody else's, and I know that's something they factor in. But what Lance Lynn is doing, I think, has to be in consideration. I mean, you can't really – you can have 40 or 50 more strikeouts than me, maybe 60, but when my ERA is over a run less, like, that has to say something. So, I understand Garrett Cole, but they both got 10 wins. Lance Lynn's got a one nine one. I mean, at this point, I'm leaning more towards Lynn, but I understand the power numbers of Cole. I don't think the playoffs have much to do with it. Josh Towers with us right now here on Primetime Action. Of course, the former Major League pitcher. Now you hear him on our network on Saturdays and Sunday uh, here on VSIN, uh, 6 to 9 Eastern Time on VSIN Bet Center with uh, usually myself or Ben Wilson hosting those shows. Uh, and uh, Josh, uh, it's saying throw a little bit of a coin on Freddie Peralta at 55 to 1 to win the NL Cy Young. Uh, Josh, we'll keep it in the awards since these markets actually are starting to repopulate the market yet again. Uh, from the AL side of things, Otani's minus 310 to win the AL MVP. Vlad Jr. is a plus 230. Everyone else is 40 to 1 or longer. If Otani makes it to the end of the season, Josh, without suffering an injury and missing time, how is he denied this award at this point? Jeff, I don't see how he can be denied this award. I mean, if you look at their numbers, the average is coming down slightly for Vladdy. 
um, it, it's still a significant increase. And I know the stolen bases, we don't talk about that enough. It doesn't have enough impact. But what Shohei's doing with the bags, I mean, if, if he wasn't on that team, I don't know if they'd have a win. Um, the walks are similar. The RBIs are similar. Shohei's leading in home runs, more doubles. Uh, the runs are similar. And then what he's done from a pitch. I mean, he went seven again. He went six the time before. He's given up one run each time. Like, he's dominating on the mound. It's not even – there's not even a race right now. I, I don't even think at this point it's even in the discussion. If Shohei Otani finishes the season, he walks away with this. The race we have right now, Josh, in the uh, National League West is about as fun as anything happening uh, in Major League Baseball at the moment with the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres all in contention. One of these teams is ultimately not going to end up in the playoffs just the way that uh, the structure is set up. Uh, What do you make of this three-horse race that we got going on in the NL West? It's beautiful, and I like the fact that the uh, Padres are making moves. They've done it before. They realize what they have to do. Uh, San Francisco, I don't know if they intended on being in this race, and so moves aren't really a necessity for them because of how they're built. Uh, Again, this team leading baseball and home runs is probably the biggest shock, Uh, but everybody's doing their job, and they have a little bit of a, a cushion right now. I think the Dodgers, obviously people are still looking at them as a favorite, but with the amount of injuries they have, I mean, how long are we going to wait? Do they just all of a sudden they're going to go on like a 15-2 and two run? Uh, I think they need to be careful and start playing a little bit smarter baseball, even though they're right there. Um, if San Diego makes a pitching move, um, they're going to be very dangerous. I, I mean, I'm super excited about this division. I mean, at this, at this point, uh, it looks like all three are going to be in. I just don't, I don't think anybody from the East can catch them. Cincinnati tries to, but then they – seem to fail on the bullpen side. The Central only has one team. I I mean, to me, it looks like all three of these teams are making it. Josh, uh, you bring up the NL East and uh, a nightly occurrence of uh, some team in that division, and most nights multiple teams in that division having a calamity. Uh, The Mets are are still in first place even with all their injuries and seemingly the lack of depth in the starting rotation. The Nats, who you liked early in the year, Josh, have gone on hard times at the wrong time right before the trade deadline and look like they'll be sellers here. Uh, If you're looking at the team to catch the Mets here, Josh, is it Philadelphia or is it Atlanta at this point? Yeah, let's put them both in a hat and and, and pull a name and see what comes out. Um, Yeah, you know, Washington had that opportunity and they just faded. I mean, they lost five in a row now and they're they're eight and a half back. That's the craziest part. Uh, This is a big series for the Mets and Atlanta's coming in and looking really good against them and you see, like we talked about, what, what the Mets have to do. They got Eikhoff pitching. Uh, his numbers in AAA were inflated. His numbers in the big leagues were inflated. They left him out there to die today, which I thought was completely unfair of that kid to, to let him give up 10 runs. You don't ever do that. And it just lets you know, again, what they don't have, which is what we've been talking about. The, I, the only thing, Jeff, and you and I said the other day, the only thing the Mets have going for them is the rest of this division doesn't seem to want it. That's it, because they don't – we're seeing the reality of what we knew was going to happen with the New York Mets once things got hurt, um, players started missing time. They don't have anything, and they're starting to fade, and they're going to continue to fade. So Philadelphia, Atlanta, the door is wide open. I I would say at this point, this series is a big series for Atlanta to go, okay, we want this more than anybody else. In the other Eastern Division, Josh, where you spent plenty of time in your career in the American League, Red Sox and the Rays are going to have a good one here down the stretch. Uh, What do you make of that two-horse race between the Boston and Tampa squads? (laughs) 
I'm glad we're talking that it's a two-horse race and not a three-horse anymore. Um, Tampa's going nowhere. Again, this is what Kevin Cash has done for a long time. This team's built for this. They, they're already making moves. They're one of the rare teams making moves, but they make uh, these moves that absolutely fit what they need. They're not exciting moves to us, but very realistic to winning baseball for them. And Boston just keeps – I don't even know how to explain it. Their confidence just keeps growing. The trust in their staff and the players keeps growing. They keep getting better. I can't wait to see how this one plays out in September. I think Tampa will edge them, but Boston's going nowhere right now. Josh, there was a trade earlier tonight. Uh, the Mariners and the Astros, the very rare in-division trade while playing each other uh, trade that, uh, that that came down earlier today uh, with the Astros getting Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero from the M's. Joe Smith and Abraham Toro, who had been playing third base for the Astros, go the other way. Uh, what do you make of this deal, especially for Seattle, who even though, again, horrible run differential, are sitting one game out of the playoffs entering tonight's action? It's uh, they got a lot of belief as well. The players are starting to buy in, which is the cool part. You start seeing the stuff that they're saying on social media and the excitement they have for each other. A lot of support for their manager as well, which is kind of cool. Um, the move was 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 not more for Seattle. I, I, I mean Montero, they designated for assignment. This was somebody they had closing and high hopes for early. I, I don't know what happened to him, but recently he couldn't get anybody out. This was one of the big Mets products. Uh, shoot, he was the number one prospect over Jacob Degrom and Steven Matz and all those guys. Uh, and he was doing his thing as a closer, and then it just faded. So for them to get anything for him was kind of impressive. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess at this point you're not using him. You you bring in another piece, and then you get Toro. It's 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 more of a future thing for them, and they don't really know what they're doing, and and kind of shocked that they're in this position. So it gives them an opportunity to still have people to play. It, it, on the other side, it gives the other team pitchers that they need uh, and depth. So I thought it was a good trade for both sides. Could John, be great for Montero. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you. And as we talk about these trade deadline acquisitions, take us inside the clubhouse when it comes to how players react to these things, because we're going to see some futures odds probably adjust, especially if a Max Scherzer trade or something along those lines happens. And we hear the narrative out there all the time that management is sending a message to the players that, you know, we believe in you and you, you guys are going to, you guys are going to contend here down the stretch. Is that a real thing? Are players kind of watching this time of year and saying, is the front office going to give us what we need? Some do, some don't. It's not, you know, we're not sitting by our phones looking at this kind of stuff. We go out there and play baseball. Um, in this day and age, there's more social media, so you see stuff a little faster than, than we did, let's say, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, with that said, there's a lot of times where we come in the clubhouse after a game or come in there on our way to the field and we see somebody in there that we didn't recognize and we don't even know what happened and we got a new teammate. So it's, it's a little bit of both. I think there's teams and players that are realistic that moves need to be made, but there's also a belief in the, the clubhouse of what you have that you're good enough already. So no one's, no one's really like anticipating or wanting a move because they believe in their teammates. Um, but some people are realistic. But, again, a lot of these moves just catch us off guard. Like, we just see somebody in the clubhouse, and then that's how we find out something happened. 
No, uh, Josh, uh, I'm curious. It's something that I think is, you know, we, we kind of make an assumption about what we uh, what we might know about what goes on inside the clubhouse in that spot. So I was curious uh, about that overall. All right. So here we are as we sit right now. It is late July. Still have the trade deadline to come. Uh, who is going to the World Series on both sides here? Oh, man, at this point, uh, it's probably Houston or Tampa. I'm going to favor Tampa again, kind of crazy to say. Um, I just think some of the other teams are going to have a little bit tougher ride in the postseason. I think Tampa's built for it, like always with their pitching. Uh, And on the other side, it's going to come out of the West. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a repeat of next year, to be honest with you, but I would like to see San Francisco, San Diego. But I think it's going to be Tampa and somebody out of the West in the NL. He's Josh Towers. You can find him on this network every Saturday and Sunday uh, from 6 to 9 Eastern time as one of the hosts of VEASAN Bet Center. And you can find him on the tweets as well at No Don't Josh, of course, former Major League pitcher. uh, As Adam said, a lot of time in the AL East for Josh Towers uh, with the Rays, with the Blue Jays, with the Yankees, and, of course, with Colorado in the NL as well. Josh, always a pleasure to catch up, buddy. We'll talk again soon. I'll see you soon. I'll see you this weekend, buddy. Absolutely. Always uh, always good to talk to our guy, Josh Towers. Uh, by the way, uh, while Josh was on, Adam, the Braves hit another home run. It's 12-3 Atlanta. It's only in the sixth inning at City Field. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember when we were talking about this game and uh, looking at some of the live totals and thinking, wow, are they really going to get there? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh it's definitely trending in that direction. Yankees, by the way, uh, Gio Urshela with a two-run double, and New York now up three to nothing on Tampa, uh, and up three runs. That means Tampa's got the Yankees right where they want them, getting into that bullpen. I, I want to bring Ben Wilson in here real quick uh, because the Brewers got out to an eight-nothing lead in the second inning. This game is now in the seventh inning, and Ben Wilson. The score has not moved. We're heading towards a cataclysmic total beat potentially in Pittsburgh. I, I said off the air, Brewers, by the way, had runners at the corners, one out in, in the second inning, up 8 nothing. total of nine, ground into a double play with, with this replacement pitcher, Oviedo, after we mentioned uh, the, the last second trade here, robs the Pirates of basically their one competent starting pitcher uh, that was going to go. But Cody Potts has come in, who is a former Brewers draft pick, and he's basically been the guy, like, he's thrown like 80 pitches already, four shutout innings for for Pittsburgh here, allowing just two hits. And the Brewers, like, yeah, they clearly are, you know, they're, they're content. They're packing it in right now. They've got an 8 nothing lead. Brett Anderson, the surprising thing, too, Brett Anderson, who's by far the worst pitcher on the Brewers staff, Six shutout innings scatters three hits, and, they're, and now they're throwing in their worst relievers. So, like, even Miguel Sanchez throws a scoreless uh, inning. So, yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's on track for a rough beat uh, if we get there, Jeff. Adam Candy said the Rays had the Yankees right where they wanted them, <laughs> and uh, you, 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 you shall receive right away. Brandon Lau, a two-run homer, and it's 3-2 to two New York, just like that. 23rd home run on the season for Brandon Lau, despite the very low average that he's had. Uh, it's as though I've watched an entire season of this Yankees team and knew that this is just about the spot for Tampa to come around. Chad Green has certainly hit the skids for New York over the last week. When we get back here on primetime action, there's more baseball going on. The scoring is slowed in Philadelphia. It is not slowed at all on the north side of Chicago. Also, a re- again, a redux of last week. The Giants and the Dodgers back at it. We'll look at that game that's starting in about 45 minutes from now. Next, here on primetime action on VSIN and MSG+. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. It is primetime action here on VSIN and MSG Plus. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson here with you. And uh, a lot of Major League Baseball action going on right now. And uh, Adam, you gave out some really good advice on the Reds and the Cubs game earlier. You said play Cincinnati Reds players to hit homers. Joey Votto, Jesse Winkler, Winker coming through immediately as the Reds lead 4-2 to two now in the bottom of the fourth at Wrigley. Winker plus 330 to homer today. Joey Votto plus 390. It's the second straight day for Joey Votto, three in a pair of days. Yesterday, it was based for me on the handicap of him against Kyle Hendricks. Today, it was all about Adbert Alzale, the starter for the Cubs, who gives up a lot of home runs. And the Reds at Wrigley have made him pay 4-2 Cincinnati in the fourth. The other games going on right now, the Cardinals have grabbed the lead in Cleveland. They lead 3-2. 
as that is in the eighth inning now. Uh, the the bottom of the barrel bowl in Arlington. Uh, the Diamondbacks leading the Rangers two to nothing. Uh, Arizona a minus two thirty five favorite. In game. That's one of those where I, again, if you be, if you're betting on the Rangers tonight, guys. They've lost 12 in a row. They legitimately have had a lead in one of the 12 games in this stretch. It's kind of one of those, if you're laying a $1.45 with the Rangers, it's like, well, if it gets there, I can't really even feel that good about myself. And the fact that they're losing right now, Adam, it makes it feel even worse if you laid it with Texas tonight. One strikeout in four innings for Dane Dunning. That's all I have to add to this. Let's go. Let's go to some late games, Danielle. You have a you have a few plays. Yeah. On 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 one of the late games uh, tonight, and uh, a pretty good one uh, uh, down in San Diego tonight. Yeah. And so, you have two plays there, and then one in Seattle. Yeah. So A's and Padres. Yes, run first inning there. I also have the A's to win the first five innings there over the Padres, and then another yes run first inning as well with the Astros and Mariners game. Again, that came home for me yesterday very nicely. The Astros scored six runs in the first inning. So hoping that they can do that for me again. I don't need six, to be fair. I won't be greedy. Right now, the pitching matchups for those uh, um, games, uh, Kasprilian and Paddock in San Diego, McCullers and Flexen. Again, we've mentioned Chris Flexen last week is a big fade. Uh, I like your first inning bets, and I also like that first five play on Oakland as well. I, I'm going to probably tail the Oakland play, actually. And also, uh, if you have not tuned into what James Caprillion's been doing for the A's, it's about time. Uh, mm-hmm. 70 innings, roughly, of an ERA around 2829, the whip down low as well. He was the key piece of the Yankees trade for Sonny Gray a few years ago, underwent Tommy John surgery soon after that, has come all the way back here, and that's another good piece for the A's in that rotation. I mean, they've had bad luck with A.J. Puck and Jesus Lozardo, and they still are getting great performances from guys like Manaya and Caprillion. Uh, good job by the A's front office to rebuild that rotation. Two other games uh, that are going later tonight. Let's start with the better of the two. A 645 start. Local time in San Francisco, 945 Eastern. Julio Urias, Logan Webb, your pitching matchup. Uh, the Giants getting bet as this game gets closer. A plus one ten consensus now on the Giants with a total of eight and a half, Adam. And again, we saw this series last week. The Giants won three out of four at Dodger Stadium. If I'm anywhere on this, I'm on the under. Uh, This game being played at one of the more difficult parks in all of Major League Baseball to send the ball out. You've got two starting pitchers who not only have been good, but have been good lately. Urias has really rebounded from uh, a tough early part of the month of July. And overall here, Jeff, I, I, I don't know how you could be on any other Side than that, I don't know how you play an over in this game with the Dodgers, the Giants, two good pitchers in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Do we go a first five under and watch it go down in the first inning again like last week, Adam? Again, you brought up the best <laughs> point about all of that, Jeff, which is not that we lost very quickly on that first five. It's that if you had the full game under and lost it on four runs in the top of the ninth inning, that's where you really I did, got that, that, look, that was the, the, the losing the full game under on that Monday night game last week between these two teams was significantly worse than what we had last week, which was, oh, we have under four first five and there's five in the first inning. All right, at least we can go on with our nights. We don't have Nothing to watch this anymore. to see here. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Chad Green does get out of that inning for the Yankees. We're into the seventh there. Tampa with a 3-2 uh, deficit against New York. The uh, 
Other game uh, on the East Coast that's still close right now. The Nats and the Phillies, there haven't been any runs since the fifth inning. The Nats lead that 6-4. to four. That pregame total was 11, so you're still sweating out that total. The Nats behind Eric Fetty, plus 113 in that one. When we get back, go ahead. I, no, no, well, I'll, I'll make the point when we'll, we get back. We'll we that, have time later. That's it's okay. That, that, that's that's a, hang out with us. That's a tease right there. Adam Candy has an important point to make, along with uh, NBA draft props. That's next. Here on Primetime Action on VSIN and MSG Plus. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Jeff? Adam Candy had a very important point that we have to get to right out of the break here. I'm not sure it was very important. I'm just saying that I haven't seen a Washington-Philly game with a team less interested in actually winning since Sunday Night Football in Week 17. We waited three minutes for that, everybody. It was worth it. (laughs) It was worth it. Danielle, let's let's go to some NBA draft uh, props here. So this is uh, kind of like a a head-to-head, if you will. First to be drafted. So you have one player versus another player to see who will be drafted ahead of the other. So Cameron Thomas versus Jaden Springer. So LSU guard Cameron Thomas versus Tennessee guard here, Jaden Springer. Thomas the favorite at minus 145 and Springer at plus 115. Adam Candy, what do you think here? So I think... Long term, Cam Thomas is probably going to have the more productive, longer NBA career. Mm-hmm. Uh, that skill set of his ability to score plays everywhere. But the value on Jaden Springer at plus 115 is kind of hard to ignore for a kid who's just kind of scratching the surface, uh, is a year younger than Cam Thomas. And uh, when I start to look at these matchups and I start to look and say, In today's drafting world, what do I want if I think guys are fairly close to even? I want the younger guy uh, because teams are going to look at this as uh, the ability to mold that player and potentially have him longer, uh, you know, at a more reasonable price with uh, younger and more development to be had. And speaking of reasonable price, you also as a better, I like a little plus 115, a little bit more than a juiced minus 145. So if it's a toss up. Uh, Yeah, I I just want to hop in real quick here for for this. the age for these guys, I don't think, makes that much of a difference because we're talking about a 19-year-old and an 18-year-old. So we're still a talking about guys who, of, are, year of basketball, who, are, who are really, really, really young and also uh, people who, who Adam Candy can't believe of how young they are after he couldn't believe how young all of us were last night. But uh, if you're just going off the better player, Cam Tom is a better player to me at the NBA level than Springer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of, again, the New Orleans Pelicans have a whole bunch of picks early enough in this draft, and it wouldn't shock me if they do a whole bunch of things that don't make a whole lot of sense. So that would be the only way I would see Springer gets home and gets home over Thomas on this one, Danielle. 
All right, what about this next one here? So Isaiah Jackson from Kentucky at minus 115 or Zaire Williams from Stanford, also minus 115. So no value necessarily on one side or the other here. This is uh, this is a, a one between two prospects that I'm not really hu- a huge fan of either of these guys, in all <laughs> honesty, Danielle. I, I think Williams probably has a little more raw ability than Jackson. Got the uh, so so right, I, yeah. I, w- I would look to uh, Williams. The other mock drafts that I've been looking at have Williams going in the early 20s, Jackson mid to late 20s, maybe even dipping into round two. So I would lean to uh, to the Stanford product of Zaire Williams here. Keep in mind, teams also love when they feel like they've got something that the other teams don't know about. Zaire Williams spent so long off the court this Correct. year that he has a little bit of that mystery factor to him. Also, give me the wing versus the big. Well, another Zaire Williams one up here as well. He's the heavy favorite against Sharif Cooper here from Auburn. So uh, Zaire Williams at minus 155 and Sharif Cooper at plus 125. What about this matchup? So the, the big issue for Cooper is just, is he big enough to play point guard in the NBA. I think he is. I mean, just look at what Auburn was with him on the court and what they were without him. They were terrible without him. They were a legitimate NCAA tournament caliber team with him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, even though uh, he, he's 6'3", I don't think that's overly short to play in the league. <laughs> Honestly, Danielle. You'd be surprised. So, <laughs> so uh, look, I, I would, if I were drafting, I would take. I would be looking to take Cooper in the late teens. Mm-hmm. More than likely, he falls to the mid twenties. And again, I think Williams is going to go in the early twenties. So, uh, again, this is one of those where you have to put your thoughts of the prospects aside and go with what the teams are going to do. So, again, I'm not a fan of laying a dollar fifty-five on Williams, but I do expect him to go in front of Sharif Cooper. Adam. Yeah, I'll pass on that prop entirely based on the prices. I, I you know, if I'm going to play Zaire Williams, I'm going to play him against Isaiah Jackson at the minus one fifteen. So the other one up here also, Jalen Johnson from Duke. And then Kai Jones, born in the Bahamas, played at Texas, minus 105. So Jalen Johnson, just a slight favorite here, getting a little bit more of the money perhaps. So I love Kai Jones. I love Kai Jones. I think he's, again, all those Texas, all those guys on Texas last year were really intriguing to me because they're all long, they're all lanky, and, of course, they managed to lose to Abilene Christian, a team they never should have lost to in the NCAA tournament. Much to my benefit. Uh, I it, it, you benefited. <laughs> I did not that night on that one. Uh, look, I, I would I would lean here going to Jalen Johnson again. I think uh, a, a lot a lot of again the raw talent always seems to catch NBA teams' eyes, and we obviously saw Johnson uh, step away midseason from Duke. So, uh, look, I, I would I would lean to Johnson to minus 125, but again, I'm, I think it's kind of like with Adam with the last prop. I'm not a huge fan of this price here on Johnson to minus 125. I'd like a, a little bit better on him. Most of the consensus rankings I've seen actually have Kai Jones and Jalen Johnson pretty close, and the one piece that I would factor into this, Jeff, is what you just mentioned. There's going to be weight, whether you think it's right or not, there's going to be weight given to the fact that, and I'll put this in air quotes, that Jalen Johnson quit on his team midseason, right? And front offices are going to see that, and they're going to be varying opinions on what the guy did. And this is not like someone didn't play in a bowl game in order to protect his legs. This was, he saw that Duke wasn't going anywhere, and he bailed on them. And I do wonder if that's going to have some effect on Jalen Johnson's draft stock. Uh, Again, I mean, all money is good money. If the guy is, uh, you know, if the guy is... 
talented and available, then some team might pull the trigger. But for the purpose of what we have here, I actually don't mind Kai Jones at a slightly better price. So maybe the best value on the board there that we talked about. I mean, at minus 105. Is that your yeah. favorite one on the board there? My favorite one on the board actually is is uh, Zaire Williams at uh, minus 115 hmm. against Isaiah Jackson. Jeff, what do you have in terms of favorite here? That would that would be mine as well. Uh, again, the Cameron Thomas Jaden Springer one stands out to me because I I, I think Cameron Thomas just a he's just a bucket getter. He, he's going to be <laughs> able to score at the NBA level again. New Orleans in this draft, and it kind of goes back to that Kispert prop earlier. They scare me. Because, what are they going to do? Because they, they they seem to like prospects that I don't really like. Yeah. So I'm a little bit worried about that one. But the, the Williams over Jackson, I, I just, if you lose that one, that would be a surprise to me. So that would be the one I'd go with. Yeah. Well, we get back here on primetime action. We'll update you on what's going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, and uh, we'll get some more uh, important takes from Adam Candy. That's next here on VSIN and, Prime, and uh, MSG Plus on primetime action. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. 
for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and sign up using promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or somebody know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Jeff. I'm going to tell you right now, the uh, the Pirates and the Brewers are not going to be getting a fruit basket from people that bet the over in that game uh, very soon here. And I, I got to give Ben Wilson credit for being all over this. And I don't know if uh, right away in the second yeah, inning, right, right I, away. I said it. Yeah, uh, Brewers had eight with one out in the top of the second inning. It was eight nothing. Total was nine. And since then, no one has scored. There are two outs in the top of the ninth inning. And that would look like a shoe-in with an over nine is now uh, looking like uh, an even money under maybe coming in here, Adam Candy. That is uh, it's pretty brutal. The Pirates are doing what the Pirates do. Uh, speaking of our handicaps, though, let's talk about something we did a little bit better. Uh, Eugenio Suarez just home run, uh, <laughs> hit a home run for the Cincinnati Reds. Add another to the list of Reds who have homered tonight against the Chicago Cubs. This is not Alzale, actually. We're into the bullpen here. 5-2 lead for Cincy. Oh, man. This, this is a good good one for people that believe that actually people can uh, – can change the tide or jinx things. Uh, Rowdy Telez just homered in Pittsburgh. So ten seconds after your statement, so, uh, Jeff. So, uh, Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez, the third he- homer in the last week, by the way. Uh, Rowdy Rowdy Telez, the hero to uh, make sure that uh, overbetters at least get their money back. Ra- Rowdy Telez is a large gentleman, and yet Daniel Vogelbach makes him look like he's a spokesman for Subway. It's impressive. <laughs> Uh, that's another one of the Milwaukee reclamation projects of, of finding uh, finding hitters who were hitting under 200 that apparently have a lot of power. And Tons have been pretty solid for the Brewers, actually, so Look, far. Long history of, of slugging first basemen in Milwaukee who are overweight. Everyone's going to think of Prince Fielder, but Matt Stairs... Great legendary, oh, Matt or legendary figure. Wow. Uh, I mean, and even even the guys that aren't overweight, like Russell Brannion, Russell the Muscle, like they, you know, they've, no, been, they've he, had guys he, over the years. Or, or, or just really tall. I mean, you can't forget uh, Richie, Richie Sexton, Richie Sexton yeah. there, too. I mean, there's a... Uh, there's a, a lot of that uh, going through. This is uh, very helpful Milwaukee. to everybody out there. Uh, <laughs> the three guys sitting around naming old baseball players. <laughs> hey, there was a tweet about that like a week yeah. ago. The resounding <laughs> response was, yes, people actually enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I'll do it all night with you guys if you want. Because no, no, as no, we've talked about, I'm old. It. I know more of them. <laughs> the only people who enjoy it are the people doing it, just to be clear. Oh, well, you know. They, <laughs> come on. I, I think that's, you know. That, that tweet got... Uh, got uh, this tweet of 2020. One of the most... Uh, impressed on tweets uh, of the month of July on, on the Twitterverse there. Uh, let's go to action. It actually is happening tonight right now. Uh, the Phillies have the tying run at the dish with uh, Didi Gregorius up against Finnegan of the Nats. 6-4. That game's been stuck on 6-4 since uh, the end of 5 there in Philadelphia, Adam. Again, another one of those totals that looked like it was pretty good on the over. Still needing another, another run to at least get the push of the preflop 11. Uh, Phillies did a really good job to battle back into this game, but uh, they have not been able to get over the hump quite yet. Brent Finnegan, who I think has been in the league for about 20 years now, uh, <laughs> another one of those guys. Uh, Orioles trying to make a little bit of noise, by the way, uh, as well in the general DMV vicinity there. 7-3 lead for Miami, but the O's have two on with one down the bottom of the eighth. You want to take a shot on Baltimore at 9-1, Adam Candy? 
Oh goodness, no, no, oh no! I, uh, you know, I, I clearly have shown this week that I have money to burn, but not quite that much. Uh, to go to, we'll go to St. Pete here. Uh, the Rays and the Yankees. Uh, Yankees uh, leading three to two as they play in the top of the eighth. Yankees minus three seventy live. Uh, total six and a half. And Adam uh, plus two sixty on the take back on Tampa. If you want to take a shot on the home standing Rays to come from behind here. All right, so if you're thinking about playing on the Rays to come from behind here, I want to make sure I have the most updated stats to give you on this. And they're going to say to you, go ahead and play the Rays because over the last 30 days for Aroldis Chapman, 6.1 innings, an ERA of 11.37 and a whip of 2.21. And Aaron Boone seems hell-bent on continuing to use him in the closer role. So... That says to me that if you can give me $2 plus on the raise, why not? Are those numbers bad for Chapman there, uh, Adam? You don't want to whip over two? No, just, <laughs> just you know, it is for pitchers a little like golf. You do want the lower numbers, yes. <laughs> uh, again, it's, it hasn't been just Chapman, too. It's been that entire bullpen that was oh, yeah. supposed to be a strength for this Yankee club coming in. And again, the Yankees have had a season from hell so far this year, to put it nicely, Adam. No, I mean, look, you look across that bullpen. Uh, Chad Green's already given up a two-run home run tonight. Jonathan Loisaga was awful up in Boston. They hung him out there to dry. And while we know that Britain's got talent, he really has not been able to uh, stay healthy and perform for them this year. Danielle, uh, did you have the yes in the first inning in uh, Anaheim tonight with the Rockies and the Angels or no? I did not. That was the one, that, that was the one late one. Uh, uh, for a first yeah, Shohei got that for me yesterday, but I did not go back to the well tonight for well, that one. The main reason I bring it up, Colorado's already scored twice in the first inning to take yeah. a 2 nothing lead on the yeah, Angels. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, the, uh, the late games uh, for Danielle's yes in the first inning. Uh, the Astros and the Mariners and the Athletics and the Padres, neither of those games have started so far. Uh, oh, I was ragging on the Rangers before, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is this has been a good night for the opposite of what I was saying happening, except for the one bet that actually came home. The Rangers have scored five in the fifth inning. So if you had Diamondback first five tickets, uh, just another calamity yet again for baseball's worst, Adam Candy. Oh, let's have a let's have a frank discussion though. If you had a Diamondbacks first five ticket, what were you doing in the first place? Huh? Are you okay? <laughs> How did you, Do you end need up to here? talk to us? We, we'll be here at the <laughs> studio for a couple minutes after the show. If you can make it down here, if you want to chat about the fact that you're playing Diamondbacks first five, even against the Rangers. Uh, and again, that I also am speaking as someone who's a little scarred by playing anything involving the Rangers of late. By the way, Dane Dunning goes five innings with one strikeout uh, in this game. So that's, that's a new low for the season. You, you, you set his season on the wrong course, Adam. It was Did. that it was that bet, and you ruined Dane Dunning's uh, season here in 2021. By the way, the uh, the big blow I did uh, the big blow for the Rangers. Joey Gallo's 25th home run of the season. Uh, Joey Gallo is another one of those guys who is probably going to move at the deadline, and if he does, uh, it's a difference maker because yes, he hits 223, but Joey Gallo is also one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball. Uh, he could be a sneaky big acquisition here over the next couple of days. Gallo, uh, one of the, one of the league's best in outfield assists so far this year. A great arm out in right field, and and look, uh, I don't care that he hits 220. You get a guy who can hit 15 homers in two months and pop pop, pop you over the top in in an American League or in a National League race. Gallo is worth it, and also, too, you have control next year as well, Adam. Uh, without question, uh, the Bishop Gorman product from right here in Las Vegas has been uh, outstanding, and I, 
you know, I look at this Yankees team as we talk to our MSG Plus uh, audience and say, <laughs> if you did not have John Carlos Stanton uh, beginning to embalm in the DH spot, then you would look at the Yankees and say it's a perfect fit for them with uh, that right field porch. But I don't think they can work him in. No, they, they, well, it's the, the, the albatross of the Stanton contract. I mean, you can play Gallo in left field, I guess, you technically did. Who, uh, someone just went I yard for the I think that might have been Ryan Lamar uh, for the Yankees. Uh, get a okay. closer look here. It is Ryan Lamar. It is Ryan Lamar, uh, one of the many, 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 many outfielders the Yankees have used uh, with the injuries that they've had. They now go up four to two. That comes off Jeffrey Springs. I, I, I'll be completely honest with you, Adam. Uh, I did not realize who Mr. Lamar was until he did something positive in that Red Sox series. So uh, good for Mr. Lamar, Ryan Lamar, solo homer, 4-2, Yankees in front. And we haven't mentioned this game at all, the White Sox and the Royals in Kansas City. Uh, the White Sox, after uh, not playing particularly well in Milwaukee, they were able to salvage Sunday night. Uh, behind a great pitching performance from Lance Lynn in a 3-1 win. Uh, lost the first game in Kansas City yesterday, and now trailing 3-1 to as they play in the seventh inning. Uh, uh, my guy Dylan Cease, uh, yet again, uh, managing to escape problems through six innings, but the Royals leading 3-1. Uh, right now live, you can get Chicago at 4-1 to to win this thing and come from behind against the Royals. Not that the White Sox need any help in the Central, but just as you're going to handicap them in their AL odds uh, to get to the World Series, uh, this is a Nice thing to see for Dylan Cease uh, to go six innings, two earned, six strikeouts, because you know what you're getting from the top three in that rotation. Uh, you do want to see some depth for that White Sox team as they potentially start looking at five, seven game series down the road. The White Sox, again, are they're going to win the AL Central. It's accurate. just a matter of, of by how many games and and how, how how long do they have to just get everything in order uh, down those last two weeks uh, of the regular season? Well, you mentioned uh, getting it in order. Eloy Jimenez comes back yep. after that horrific shoulder injury he suffered in spring training. And the White Sox are going to have the benefit down the stretch here of being able to rest their starters, and I mean starting pitchers, and line them up exactly how they want them to make sure that they're ready to go in. And look, Rodon and then... You have uh, Lance Lynn and then Giolito. I mean, realistically, Lucas Giolito, who was their ace last year, is their third best pitcher uh, at the moment. If you start to add the offense back in for the White Sox, if you can get that offense right in Chicago, then I think they are the primary threat to the Astros in the AL. I, there's something still with that team, and I don't know if it has to do, to do with the fact that Tony Larusa is managing that team. And again, front line, I, Carlos Rodon at some point, I know the numbers don't speak regress, Adam, but it is a guy who's pitched completely over his head from what we've seen previously in his career this year. But he's also a guy who had pedigree, right? right. Like This is a guy who we knew. First could, round could, pick. Yeah, I mean, a guy who was uh, picked at the top of the first round. Uh, we've seen guys who take a while to bloom. He rebuilt his mechanics coming off the shoulder injury uh, that he had, so... Yeah, uh, I believe it with Rodon. I do believe that this is real. It's a fun program as always, guys. Always enjoy uh, being on here on primetime action. For Danielle Alvari, for Adam Candy, for Ben Wilson, this is all the time we have here on primetime action. We're back tomorrow uh, for the uh, for the audience. Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern tomorrow for us. The nightcap is next here on VSID. Good luck on your bets, everyone.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.